You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Ben, why should anybody listen to Blockbuster Mentality? I mean, seriously, why should any of these people that we've interrupted while they're listening to their favorite podcast check us out or even turn off this show and go straight to our show? That's a great question, Dave. People should listen to us because we point out the most important details of movies and television. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the really important stuff like Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru in Star Wars. What exactly are their living quarters underground? But it's not just that, Ben. We produce high quality audio that is exactly right Dave because we will have my daughter interrupt us on every single episode <laughs> and we have an amazing stars in popcorn rating system we measure on quality and entertainment value listen to blockbuster mentality every Monday on all major podcast platforms and connect with us on Twitter at blockbustercast so grab some popcorn grab some snacks we'll catch you guys at the movies The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys, and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geeks Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome back for another shift on the Geeks Watch. We've made it. We've made it to the end of Stranger Things Season 3, guys. Mostly unspoiled. Mostly unspoiled. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, this week is John and Jess and not Steven. <laughs> he wanted to be here really bad, but work took him away. Darn work. Yeah. Always happens, He's right? He's out. He's That's out. <laughs> you missed two two weeks in a row. You're done. Actually, he was no, here he last was week. here last week. Right. Yeah, yeah. He was here. Last okay, week. you got reset. Back to normal. <laughs> uh, without getting into too much about the episode so far, how are we feeling after the end of season three? In a word, <clears throat> life changing. Yeah, life changing. That's a bit rough. Uh, I mean. So yeah, one of the things that happens is, is one of the things that got spoiled for me way early on by accident. But uh, I was really surprised by one thing. And when we get to that, I'll tell you what that is. Okay. Um, but other than that, I was, I, was, uh, I was okay with the episode or the season. Except for, honestly, I wanted more deaths. If that makes yeah, sense. It does. I did not need more death. <laughs> not a, not enough perfect. people died. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, let's get into some news for this week first, and then we can talk about Stranger Things Season 3, Episode 8. eight. eight. Thank you. Uh, the Battle of Starcourt. The Battle of Starcourt. Starcourt Mall or just Starcourt? Just Starcourt. Just Starcourt. Yeah. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, guess what? You know, people were making three million dollars playing Overwatch, and now if you if you get if you play Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate well enough, you can get a scholarship to UC Irvine. This might be good news for my nephews. I cannot play this game to save my life. Yeah, I can't really <laughs> play this game either. 
Yeah. I just don't get it. It's too much button smashing. It's like, it's gone are the days of complicated combo. This is just like you press down and B and you do your super move. And Honestly, I don't <laughs> think I have... I don't have ADHD. Like, there, there's so much stuff going on in that. Like, I just like, what is all of this happening at once? So, uh, you definitely have to be really hopped up to be even able to register all the chaos that's happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, it's a lot on one screen. <laughs> it really is. Uh, but more power to him. It's a, it's a grant that's been given by Street, Street Media. They offered up a $50,000 grant. Um, for UC Irvine to give out as a scholarship for kids or incoming freshmen, I guess, to if they play to for the esports mm-hmm. team at UC Irvine, which I didn't even know colleges were doing that now. Yeah, I want to see what kind of performance enhancers you need to be a competitive Smash Bros. A player. lot of Ad- Adderall. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so okay. I mean, anybody have have a thought on that? Like, that's the way sports is going, or is that just how do how do you feel about esports in college? Um, I, I think I think it's fine. And I'm wondering if they're kind of sort of going over like thinking of what careers the people that do esports are going to want to go for. Like, if they're thinking, oh, they're going to want to go for the more engineering, more computer tech, more coding. Maybe that's what they're hoping for to getting more because that's where all the industries are going. So that's where all the hiring is going. Mm-hmm. So that's where the colleges are going to want to be like, hey, industries, look, we have all these <laughs> <Looking> coders. <laughs> and maybe that's I mean, the if game you, plan. If you go to UC Irvine and learn coding, like that's more power to you. Like yeah. use your esports scholarship to learn coding. <laughs> yeah. like I'm wondering if that's why they, they're I, thinking of doing that. Do you know how close Irvine is to uh, Silicon Valley? I have no idea. Um, Irvine is closer to like LA. Is it? I think so. Okay. But still know. in the general area. Okay. It's not too, too far away. Uh, all right. So CBS and Viacom 13 years ago split. They were an entity and then they split off, uh, which caused a lot of havoc for Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Now, after 13 years, they're coming back to as one big conglomerate. I'm guessing. Uh, Viacom was like, well, we want to start up our own streaming thing, uh, but we don't want to start up our own streaming thing. You already have it with CBS All Access, so you know, you're going to get uh, Comedy Central, BET, mm, some other, I think, oh, Paramount Network. Like, all okay. those things will be probably incorporated into CBS All Access, and then they're going to get access back to a lot of their uh, original Star Trek characters that CBS wants to use. Okay. So. I, I wonder what the deal was with Spock, though. Like, they obviously were using that in the se- last season of Discovery. Star Trek Discovery? Yeah. Discovery, yeah. Disco. Disco. That's, uh, well, if my understanding, because I've seen a lot of reports and videos of this kind of thing, is that when they created the split, they have the overall, like, they, they each have rights to different parts of the Star Trek universe. So, this, um, I know that the TV series is, uh, Sorry, the TV series couldn't use the uniforms, for instance, or any recognizable assets from the original series. Um, the movies couldn't do that either, which is why the the logos and the uniforms all look a little bit different. And I think in Discovery, you could have Spock, but you couldn't have him be wearing Starfleet. I think. Mm. Um, hmm. That's interesting. It's yeah, it's a whole 
you know, the whole legality of it, I'm sure it'd just be like volumes of appendices and <laughs> subsections of, you know, you can have this, but you can't have that, and you can mention this, and then if you do include something that you're not supposed to have, there's like a certain royalty that's involved. There's this big rumor kind of tangentially related to this between Star Wars uh, rights with Lucas and uh, Disney, which are supposedly saying that uh, Lucas still retains the rights to some aspects of the original trilogy, which is why Disney is trying to move away from using as much of that as possible. And especially with like the new uh, Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. I don't go in on a wild tangent there. <laughs> but it doesn't really feature a whole lot of original um, trilogy stuff in it. It's mostly stuff from the newer uh, canon that's taking place there. Mm-hmm. But because of a pre-existing deal that they had, they can still keep using original trilogy stuff in other parts of the park where they have, you know, like the uh, Darth Vader dance-off that he does with the Stormtroopers, mm-hmm. which is really stupid. <laughs> Not wonderful. Love. It's beautifully cute. <laughs> and Jess loves it. <laughs> I mean, it was cute when that little girl pledges her allegiance to Darth Vader. Uh, even though of, she's a Jedi? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, she converts right there on I the mean, spot. I mean, just converts, yeah. yeah. That's how it starts. You start out as a Jedi, then it, you choose, oh, Sith. It happens. Her, uh, favorite, her favorite Sith is Darth Talon. I don't know why I know that. Oh, I, is that a true fact? Like, Did they yeah, ask she, her or something? Yeah, they interviewed her at some point. All right. Well, yeah, CBS and, and Viacom coming back together. So, uh, Neil Baumkamp went on his Twitter this week and said he is no longer going to be doing the Robocop sequel to the original Robocop in the eight, in the 80s. Uh, 87. 87. Instead, he's going to be doing a horror thriller at MGM that he has not announced the title for yet, but that he's, he is super excited to watch whatever they come up with for Robocop with the rest of the fans in the theater. So, uh, the, the man who made Chappie in District 9, who mm-hmm. seemed like it would have been a great fit for a RoboCop movie. Or for it, an Alien sequel. Well, he's that's already been out the window. Like They, yeah. they already tried that. I mean, it's just another one to add that so, yeah. could have been. He's, it's going away. How do, you, how do you feel? I mean, who... who, who how do you feel about this, his exit, and who do you see coming in? Like, who, do you, who would you love to see? I've heard people say Travis Knight after making Bumblebee. Uh, That's kind of a good choice, actually, yeah. You need to have somebody that understands the nostalgia behind it and doesn't Mm -hmm. just simply want to do a cash grab or do their own, you know, quote-unquote spin that doesn't continue the spirit of the original. Like, Neil Blomkamp, I think, has the chops and the expertise over special effects to have made a really compelling visual story. But now, I don't know who you could really replace and like i said just add this to the list of really disappointing failures uh for neil Baumkamp after <laughs> i mean he was first with halo yeah and that that fell through and then there was you know the alien thing that he got pretty far along in pre-production apparently but mm-hmm. it just never went anywhere and it sounded awesome i mean you can just go watch his what red oats channel or whatever it is that's where he made all those shorts with like one of them has sigourney weaver in it see like you're already like 90 percent of the way there why uh corporations are just the worst wasn't it also sigourney weaver like wasn't there a um a a deleted scene for the last predator movie where she was supposed to show up as as ripley i I think i heard heard that that. that's oh actually yeah i think you're right yeah there's like a descent uh not a descendant a predecessor of ripley's i think 
Hmm. Oh, was it supposed to be? I think so. Yeah. That's what it was supposed to be. I mean, obviously, be. it would make sense because yeah. Yeah, it's in the aliens future. takes place in the future. Unless yeah. they introduce time travel now into... Sure, why not? The alien versus Predator. <laughs> one more trope. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you have the video games in, in the comic books, they have Terminator in that universe, so you can use the Terminator Skynet time travel <laughs> and he's also in the robocop universe too yeah that's true yeah so, so jess who, who would you like to see direct a robocop movie are you familiar with the robocop franchise it's been a long time since i've watched the 80s robocop and i didn't even catch the remake that they did a few years the ago one with so. joel kinnerman yeah i really don't have quite an opinion on this one but i am kind of like with john it should be somebody that's going to respect the original movie to make it a good sequel it can't look completely different I mean, why not bring back Verhoeven? I mean, he's not doing anything at the moment, I I don't I'm think, sure. Yeah. So. Like, what was his yeah. last movie? Like sometime in after Hollow Man? I think he did one more in Europe, maybe? It's I don't been know. It's been a while. I yeah. mean, but, I mean, trust me, I like the original Robocop, but is that is that really what you want? I mean, is he going to come up with a story that's appropriate for this time, this age? I mean, that could be it. It could be... I remember one of the ideas that they tossed around originally, and they may have done this in the TV show. There was actually two separate TV series that they did for RoboCop. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cartoon gets, season and, series? Well, yeah. we don't count the cartoon. No. <laughs> that was, it was, the cartoon was awful. I mean, most cartoons yeah. based off of TV shows are awful, or yeah. movies are awful. But. Yeah. Oh, but, and, you know, that RoboCop cartoon really touches up on one of my things that I have a real curiosity about is how there was this time where you can make movie or cartoons off of rated R movies. We had Starship Troopers. We had Rambo. We had, uh, you know, RoboCop, of course, and a few others. There's I'm just Police like, Academy. There was... Yeah. It was like... <laughs> I mean, there's all, a James Bond, Highlander. All well, those... those uh, <laughs> I understand those were like more like offshoots, like, oh, this is just somebody who's related to the main character <laughs> yeah, or whatever. But, um, but yeah, like, you could do it where, you know, RoboCop basically gets re started after being in storage for a long time and now the world is different and how he has to acclimate to that or whatever or how you know his programming isn't what it used to be like they, there was a joke about that in part two where he only had like three directives and plus a secret fourth but then in part two they reprogram and he had like three thousand or something directives which made it like really super politically correct right and now Robocop. He, he shoots at the guy that's smoking, yeah, that's smoking. Uh, I mean in the age where "Quote unquote police brutality is a big hot topic. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how you do that movie. <laughs> I mean, well, the original was a satire. It was a, an examination of the excess of the '80s. So you could do something that kind of points the same, uh, you know, target. But that's kind of like that's that's the the writer of the movie, maybe and maybe Paul Verhoeven being like, it's a satire. But most people that watch that movie are just." amped up on the fact that it's a big shoot 'em up explosion movie like you shoot the bad guys huh. yeah does it because it's been a long time since i watched robocop is it in the future or does it take place in like the 80s or like distant future it's right. it's, it's, near future it's like near, near future, future. Yeah. yeah so like it's 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 future enough to have a person be integrated into computer but still there are crt tvs and stuff so oh, okay yeah although they did you know they were prescient enough to include CDs as a form of uh, digital media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was back in the time when or wasn't his quite... data spike, like that's essentially a thumb thumbstick, yeah, uh, a yeah. USB, yeah, a USB stick, yeah. Huh. Uh, so yeah, Neil Blomkamp 
has exited. We'll see who jumps in for, I'm guessing, Paramount. I just hope, I kind of hope they don't do it now. Really? Yeah. Unless they could bring back Peter Weller, then. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> again, he's not doing anything. I, I mean, he's probably not, but. Isn't I don't, he like I doubt a college he, professor? I, he might be. I mean, I think they, he is. they do that. Uh, I just don't think that he'd want to get in that suit again. Um. It could just be his face digitally pasted onto like some stump man. I, you wouldn't <laughs> like that either. <laughs> you would be upset by that. Yeah, maybe. I, I, as long as I've been doing this podcast with you, I'll tell you right now, you would be upset. By Probably. It. <laughs> <laughs> Black Panther two. We have Martin Freeman being interviewed for his movie Ode to Joy. Uh, essentially, he says, for as far as he knows, he's supposed to be coming back for Black Panther two, but there's nothing been set yet. I feel like there's a strong wording in that title to say that he confirms when that's not actually what's being said. Yeah, he confirms that he thinks he's going to be Yeah, that's more accurate. Shame on you, Vinny Mancuso. It makes makes sense, but um, yeah. I mean, I I would love for Everett Ross to come back. I think it makes a lot of sense to where Mm -hmm. we leave him at the end of Black Panther. He's very much helping uh, the Wakandan people. What was his role again? Is he Interpol? No, he's CIA. Yeah. British CIA, okay. Well, he's a Brit, who an ex-Brit, or an ex-Patriot Brit. I don't know how you call it. Would you call that? But uh, yeah, uh, he he comes to America and becomes part of the CIA. But I mean, CIA operates outside of America, so it helps to not have an American accent. I would assume he could yeah. be an asset. He's a patsy. <laughs> he could be a patsy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you know, he obviously was all about helping out the Wakandans, stopping Eric Killmonger, and uh, I don't know. I, I I can't see him not being a, a part of it. So mm-hmm. I really liked his character. So huh? I uh, hope he's in it. They haven't even announced anything else about the movie. No, whether they really or not haven't. they haven't even officially officially said it's going to be made or not. Nope, there hasn't. I think that's what we're waiting but on for next weekend. Yeah, D or D twenty three. Yeah. So uh, Ryan Johnson. On the other hand, talking about his Star Wars trilogy, says Ooh. that it's not going to have any connection to the legacy characters, which I think everybody is very much in for at this point. Yeah. I mean, you guys are definitely the bigger Star Wars fans, and you're well, you're welcoming a new part of the universe, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh, something oh. we've needed for a long time. We've, we've been relying way too much on the legacy stuff mm-hmm. and not doing it right, so they might as well just start somewhere else instead. Um, and like I, I really, really have a lot of problems with the Last Jedi, but one of those was not his directing. He's got a really good eye for um, the visuals of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a story that was really crappy. And I think if you just give him free reign to do something like on this side of the universe instead, like somewhere else far removed from everything else, there's a whole universe to explore there. You know, there's see what's going on. Let's look into what's going on in the Outer Rim. The unknown regions. Um, it could take place in a different time. Um, I don't know. At, at this point, it doesn't look like Benioff and Weiss are going to be doing their Old Republic trilogy mm-hmm. that they were supposedly going to be working on. Essentially, it sounds like they're going to just write the first uh, movie of that trilogy, and then someone else is going to take over after that. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Yeah. So basically, just at this point, now that you're away from the Skywalker, Palpatine, you know, group of movies. Go nuts! You can do whatever you want now within that world, and it could be good. I, I genuinely, I don't hate the guy. Like most people, wish him death. I think he's just, you know, 
I mean, made I, some bad decisions. I wasn't a fan of Last Jedi either, but I love Ryan Johnson's movies. So yeah, <laughs> let Looper's him do whatever great. Brick is great. Brick is great. I don't know about Looper. <laughs> like Looper has its problems for me too. Like the end of that movie just. You just oh, don't yeah. like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. No, oh, I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's why I love Brick. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think Looper definitely... I mean, it definitely has some issues. Yeah, it's not perfect. It's got time travel in it mm-hmm. and whatever, but it has some really good ideas. Ryan John is a really good idea guy. It's just sometimes they're not implemented in the right way, I mm-hmm. think. I'm like one of the few that did not hate The Last Jedi. I don't think it was the best Star Wars movie, but I caught. I think I figured what they were trying to do. Like they were really trying to widen the, the universe. I think in the last Jedi, they were trying to introduce like how the rebels actually are, why the rebels are rebelling, and then when they showed it through that, what's her name, Rose character, yeah. which mm-hmm. everybody hated. But I was like, I think it was a character they needed. They just could have written her a bit better. Um, and but I definitely loved how it looked. I loved how it was filmed. So I'm all for and. I love the Star Wars universe as a whole. Like when I was a kid, yeah, I liked Luke Skywalker and Leia. But then as I got older and I started learning more about the whole universe, I was like fascinated with how big you could pull it out and how much stuff you could actually do within this universe. So it'd be interesting to see somebody do something completely. Yeah. I mean, you could have a whole new set of legacy characters that, you know, after this, you know, yeah. like just characters that other people were going to love. Mm-hmm. He can be redeemed. But speaking of legacy characters, Obi-Wan. He's going to be coming back in a Disney Plus series, supposedly. Supposedly. Uh, Sir Alec Guinness is coming back? No, he's dead. (laughs) So, (laughs) Ewan McGregor is in talks to play Obi-Wan in a Disney Mm. Plus series, which uh, I can see like a lot of people being happy about this because I I feel like everybody really liked Ewan McGregor's portrayal of Mm Obi-Wan. But then we also had a failure in the Han Solo movie, so... This, I mean, this isn't going to be a movie. It'll be a series so we can pad out, you know, what is going to be known as Obi-Wan. But how does everybody feel? Like, I know, John, you said something about maybe we can see how uh, Ewan McGregor's style of fighting in the, in the prequel trilogy becomes the Alec Guinness style of fighting in the original series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the Rebels TV series, I believe it was season two, they have a sequence where... Uh, you pay a visit to Obi-Wan, and he looks a lot older at this point, even though not that much time has passed since the last time we saw him in Clone Wars. But he's already starting to look, you know, old, gray, you know, beard and all that. Tatooine ages you. Yeah, Tatooine, <laughs> Tatooine's a hard planet. It's all that heat. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it's basically the conclusion to the Darth Maul story because, as you know, if you follow Clone Wars and all the other storylines, uh, Darth Maul doesn't die. I know we've touched up on this in the past. He obviously makes an appearance in Solo again. So we know he's around. Um, the reasons are an explanation of how exactly. It's still kind of nebulous. But he's still there. And at some point, all he's driven by is revenge. He doesn't care about the Sith or the Jedi or the Emperor anymore. All he cares about is getting back at the guy who basically cut him in half. And there's, um, like I said, there's a really brilliant fight scene in... Rebels. This is a spoiler if anybody wants to skip like two minutes ahead, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, they have this final confrontation and it's really um, like cerebral at first because they meet by a campfire and they just have a little conversation first. And they just kind of hash out a few things. And he says, okay, now we're going to do this. And Obi-Wan's like, all right. And they do like two rounds of fighting, basically. They go at each other once and Obi-Wan's got that real kind of showy 
lightsaber twirly flippy style that he does uses a lot in the prequels mm -hmm. and then after the first round he changes that and he does a more like a two-handed defensive stance that he uses very clearly when he's fighting against Darth Vader in A New Hope and it's supposed to represent like the transition that he does as a character from the brash young you know Jedi Knight that he was to now the wizened okay like I learned now this much and I see that this is how the right path is supposed to take you. But but the the brash, you know, fighting style that he used the first time allowed him to beat Darth Maul, whereas the defensive style that he used against Vader, obviously he lost. But that's the point. The the reason why he beat Darth Maul was because he tapped into his anger. And uh -huh. that was a, a brush with the dark side. Yep. And by taking the defensive stance, he even tells um, Darth Vader that if you defeat me, I'll become more powerful than you can imagine. That was him taking the first steps to achieving that next level of Jedi-ness that allowed him to then become a Force ghost. Ultimate Jedi. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually really brilliant. The fact that it, it's in like a throwaway episode of a cartoon series that most people never saw is really sad. Because they forgot to record it when it started and now you can't find it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will be on Disney Plus, don't worry. <laughs> I know, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping. YouTube. Yes. And, um, so, so Jess, how, how do you feel about a, a TV series on on Disney Plus? I mean, they are literally going to be having all these Marvel uh, TV series, and we know the Mandalorian is going to be the first thing that they show. Mm -hmm. Is this gonna, this gap going to be? A, a, is this a filling? I assume it's going to be between episode three and episode four of Obi Wan's story. Yeah, I would assume so too. And yeah, I think that's a good gap to fill in. Um, Especially since, yeah, it's definitely like my parents that introduced me to the Star Wars universe. They don't watch the shows. They don't pay attention to anything outside of Star Wars. So they were super confused when they watched Solo and Darth Maul was in it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, he survived. And he pops up in this cartoon show. And they're like, well, why would we know that? So I'm like, yeah. um, so I think it would be good to fill in for like the other people that aren't going to watch the cartoon shows. Maybe that's what they're going for. But I, I like Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. So. I'm all for this happening. All for it. It would actually be great if it, besides being an Obi-Wan show, they actually do have a lot of that, what happened with Maul, where he has a lot of introspective sequences, you know, just kind of remembering how he came to be where he is. Would you bring back, uh, would you bring back Ray Park or would you use uh, Sam Witwer? Well, Sam Witwer's just the voice. I mean, Ray Park is, is well, they, only the body. They used him as the voice in, in, in Solo. Yeah, but I mean, if if that's the point, then you can have anybody play Darth Maul and Sam Witwer can still be the voice. I mean, okay, so would you bring back Ray Park as, as the body? I would. It's not really up to me, but yeah. <laughs> if What would you like to see, I guess, <laughs> is what I'm asking. Then. Yeah, have, uh, have um, I mean, it'd be great if you can get somebody new that could do the voice and some of the physical work as well. I mean, he didn't talk in, the, in Phantom Menace, right? Yeah, he did. He had like two lines. Oh, did he? Yeah. But he, in that one, he was dubbed by Peter Serafinowicz. Oh, I didn't huh. know that. Yeah. The and Tick. There's a really great interview that he did online um, on some radio show or podcast where he talks about his experience and how he absolutely hated it because he said he was just completely shafted by Lucas. <laughs> and Lucas gave him like the worst directions ever. He was like, he does a great impression of Lucas too. He does like real snivelly, like whiny voice. And it was this just sound evil <laughs> doing his lines. It was like, okay. <laughs> Your name is Maul. Just do it like that. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I'll have to forward that. It was, it's really great just listening to it talk about it. Okay, well, 
uh, Ray Park, known for playing Darth Maul, also known for playing Snake Eyes. Well, yeah. in a nice little stretch, guess what? They're making a <laughs> Snake Eyes movie, but they're not bringing back Ray Park. They are going to have Henry Golding of Crazy Rich Asians fame. Yeah. That is clearly not a white guy. No, it, no. clearly not. Uh, to And I mean... But Snake Eyes has always been depicted as a white guy with blonde hair. Yeah. However, you've never seen his face. His face is never shown. If he has the mask off, it's in shadow or there's something over mm-hmm. his face. But you do see his blonde hair, uh, especially when he was a kid, when he he winds up at the, the doorstep of the Arkashage mm-hmm. uh, clan. But I don't care about that. I don't care that they've changed <laughs> it to an Asian per- character. That's yeah. fine. Diversity. I just don't understand why we have an actor, a named actor, playing the role in the first place. Because he doesn't talk and you don't see his face. All you need is a stunt person, a stunt man. Now, is he playing Snake Eyes? He will be playing Snake Eyes. That's interesting. Changing? Is he a martial artist? I have no clue. Uh, I don't. I'm sure that they can teach him if he's not <laughs> yeah. by the time. I mean, we can go with the stereotypical. He is Asian. He probably knows some martial arts, but if he, if he doesn't, I'm sure someone can teach him by the time they start filming. That's true. If they can teach Keanu Reeves. They could yeah. exactly. do it to him. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing is like, I, I just, that means they're going to definitely change the story of Snake Eyes. They're going to give him more talking. They're going to give him mm-hmm. more face time, which I can't fault the movie yet because I haven't seen it, but it just feels like you're taking away the big important parts of snake eyes like he either you go with the one um uh uh version of his origin where he takes a vow of silence for a reason or you take the other version of his stories where his vocal cords are cut and he can't he literally cannot talk so mm-hmm. i mean he looks like he'd be a much better storm shadow i just don't. i mean he looks yeah like storm shadow but uh, I mean, I'm sure they'll get another Asian actor to play Storm Shadow. Oh, maybe they're doing the reverse. They'll get a white guy to play Storm Shadow. It'll be like <laughs> that, American Ninja. Well, that wouldn't make sense because Storm Shadow actually does belong to the clan, the Arkashash clan. So mm. he has to be Japanese. I'm just, I don't know where they're going with this. It just seems so out there. I think the big thing is going to be who they're going to find to play Scarlet. Oh, yes. Because the two of them have always been intertwined romantically. I mean, Scarlet Johansson be... I mean, that's a possibility, but I don't, I, I doubt that. I don't know. She's supposed to be like, a, uh, her last name's O'Hare. So she's supposed to have like a, uh, Southern twang. I don't know. It could be a British person. <laughs> they always get Chastain. British people to play, uh, Southerners. Get, uh, Jessica Chastain could be a good Scarlett O'Hara. Okay. <laughs> she also has to be able to do martial arts. I mean, you could train her if you could train sure. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. Any thoughts? You obviously like Henry Golding, Jessica. He's it? gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be doing a lot of fighting with the mask on, but no shirt. No. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I always, I always found Snake Eyes's mask interesting because he's got the cloth mask, but he has a old school like knight helmet visor. Like it's like motorcycle helmet. No, it's not. It's not a motorcycle. I mean, it flips up like a motorcycle, but like you know, like in knights, like ar- oh, I guess you mean, yeah. armor, like those type of visors. Yeah, it's like I don't think you attach that to cloth. That's not a good idea. I mean, it's obviously in the uh, GI Joe movie, the GI Joe movies, they they changed to hard rubber suit and a more like uh, night vision goggle kind of looking uh, visor with a fake mouth for some reason. Yeah, because apparently. 
Snake Eyes needs to have lips. <laughs> it reminded me of a Power Ranger helmet. That's true. From why the first season? Power Rangers helmets. Why do they need to have lips? The little mouths, yeah, at the bottom. They don't move. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's like it's like Destro's mask, you know. The- well, if you follow the the movie canon, it's not a mask anymore. That's just liquid metal over his skin. That's true. And mm. flexes. But I think I think these movies would, are going to start their own new uh, canon. Like, uh, so not we're gonna, not going to have the Rock anymore. Nope. Oh. I mean, if they're smart, they bring back the Rock, but I doubt yeah. they will. Okay, that, I had to get my two cents out about having a named <laughs> actor in there. Uh, Amazon uh, Prime Video is going to be having their Lord of the Rings series, which we've talked about several times. Mm. Well, now we have a person representing the estate of Tolkien uh, talking about what Amazon is allowed and not allowed to um, include or change in their series. We have Tom Shippey. Uh, he's been hired by Amazon and represents the state. It says Amazon has a relatively free hand when it comes to adding something since, as I said, very few details are known about this time span. The Tolkien estate will insist the main shape of the Second Age is not altered. Sauron invades Eridor? Sure. Uh, <laughs> is forced back by Numenorian? Uh, ex- ex- Numenorians. Numenorians? Yep. Expedition returns to Numen- Numenor. Uh, there he corrupts the Numenorians and seduces them to break the ban of the Valor. All this, the course of hi- all this, the course of history, must remain the same. But you can add new characters and ask a lot of questions like, what has Sauron done in the meantime? Where was he after Morgoth was defeated? Uh, This is like reading another language. (laughs) (laughs) Theoretically, Amazon can answer these questions by inventing the answers since Tolkien did not describe it. But it must not contradict anything that Tolkien did say. That's what Amazon has to watch out for. It must be canonical. It is impossible to change the boundaries which Tolkien has created. It is necessary to remain Tolkien. I get that. That's actually pretty good. So you still have free reign within that. Yeah, I mean, especially since it sounds like they spe- they specifically picked a time that's not written by Tolkien. Yeah. So yeah. or covered by Tolkien. There, there's just like highlights about it. Um, the second age is when Sauron crafted the the two rings, um, not the two rings, the uh, the power rings, and um, you know the great war that we see at the beginning of the Lord of the Rings movie mm-hmm. happened right at the end of the second age. Um, so that's what the series will be leading up to. That essentially, great war. yeah, the the war, the last war of elves and men in the fields of Pelennor, I think. And um, so, yeah, it'll probably be everything. It sounds like it's going to be everything that begins with the uh, the the banishment of Morgoth, which is essentially the only character more powerful than Sauron hmm. um, in this in this part of the world, or at least at this time in the the world. Um, but you still have things like the leftover Balrogs. There should still be plenty of dragons. Um, Smog was one of the last living dragons uh, of the Third Age. But during this time frame, there should be at least five major ones. Um, hmm. I believe this is also around the time when the the wizards first came into being. Um, all five of them. So that would be pretty interesting. We'll get to see maybe some more about the two other wizards that kind of disappeared by the end of the Tolkien uh, universe. They went off into the east and were never basically heard from again. So it'd be kind of interesting if they add a little bit more about them and what's going on. So I guess that's that's kind of my question. Like, will we see some of the characters that we know from the movie so far? Do we see 
a Gandalf. I don't know if he's Gandalf should be around in this time. I and mean, definitely the elves will be alive because they're immortal. What about yeah. Hugo Weaving's elf king character? Elrond. Elrond. He should Elrond. definitely be there. Yeah. Okay. He's technically a younger elf because I think he's uh, Galadriel's grandson. I want to say something to that effect. But um, I mean, yeah, that just goes to show how ancient they are. And, and Galadriel's like one of the first elves, so she's like super ancient. Um, oh, that's Kate Blanchett's character, right? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, the, it it's really interesting because it does have like a lot of playground to run around in. I guess I never you, put that together that Hugo Weaving was supposed to be the grandson of Kate Blanchett's character. I believe that's. The, I thought they the, were like a married couple or something. No, no, oh, I didn't I get that they were married. But I, I guess I was wasn't I also paying attention. Did so. not get that they were related. No, <laughs> he's either like her like half son or grandson i can't remember the exact lineage at this point um yeah if you really get into like the nitty-gritty of the tolkien verse it's really super dense like who's related to whom and where they come from and all that stuff but for someone like me that is interested in that the Amazon series sounds like it's perfect fodder for that just to dissect it more <laughs> like i'll gladly watch a youtube video that's like an hour long just explaining the arkenstone it's that like that's how deep it is. <laughs> the Silmarillion is too dense for me to really go through. I'd rather just have somebody narrate it to me, like get the key points across. I mean, if only you could just you were just friends with uh, Stephen Colbert, he'd tell you the whole thing. Or James Franco, apparently. Yeah, those two apparently are real uh, talking heads. <laughs> Anything you particular you want to see just in this series? How deep do you go in the Tolkien verse? Not that deep. I've seen the movies. Yeah, it's about this yeah. as much as I've done too. I like the movies, so. Do you? So yeah. would we see Smog, or Smog, or whatever um, you say his name in in the series, we in the Second Age? We could. I think he'd be alive around that time, um, but obviously he doesn't do the stuff that he's known for until the, you know, the the Hobbit mm-hmm. takes place, which mm-hmm. is about a hundred years before the Lord of the Rings. Okay, about hmm. sixty. Well, it's time to talk about some Disney stuff. We haven't already <laughs> talked about Star Wars. Uh, Harry Styles, he came out and said, hey, I turned down the role to being the Little Mermaid as Prince Eric. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you like to see as Prince Eric, as live action Prince Eric? Like, do you want a singer or do you want a... I want a singer. You want a singer. So, yeah, I am a little upset because he actually can sing. And mm-hmm. I know, I think he was in Dunkirk, right? And right. I, yeah. I, I, like, I didn't see Dunkirk and I yeah, don't know how he did, but I, I understood I, it was a small role. Yeah, it was a small role, but I was like, hey, yeah, you can pull but, off a character, so... <laughs> but Prince Eric doesn't sing in the movie. Yeah, but they're they're doing a new movie and they're you know they're going to add a song. Just, oh, like, I mean, just like Jasmine got yeah, her own Jasmine song. Got, yeah. Two Belle songs, got another yeah. song. Uh, yeah. Nala get a, got a song. I'm sure. And plus, if they asked him, that means they're going they were to add a song. Add like, a song there's yeah. no way they just asked him for his acting ability. He never has to sing a song in the, in the, in the, in the original animated movie? He doesn't, no. Hmm. I was thinking about it. I was like, did he? I asked my mom. And I was like, does he sing? And she's like, no. But yet he's know. obsessed with her singing voice. It's interesting. Well, that's what mermaids are known for. Uh, yeah, that's true. Sirens. <laughs> okay. But uh, how about you, John? Any, anybody in particular you'd love to see cast as a uh, Prince Eric, live action Prince Eric? I mean, I'm not too familiar with young crooners these days. Yeah. Uh, my first. That's thought. true. You have to find someone that's age appropriate too, because Halle Bailey is is pretty young. Mm-hmm. If I understand. Well, Prince Eric was supposed to be in his twenties. I don't think they're going to go with that. With though. that scene, like, you don't really want to <laughs> do the, that kind of uh, Hans Christian Andersen version, yeah. where it's 
statutory. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know who would be an up and comer. He's 18. He's 18? In The Little Mermaid, yeah. I was wow. like, I think he's one of the younger ones. The oh. oldest one is... Um, Philip? No, Flynn Ryder. Oh. Eugene, I think he's 26 and Rapunzel is 18. So they have technically done it in a newer one. <laughs> wow. I want to say he was 26. Yeah. He was like 20s-ish. Makes sense. Yeah. 20s-ish. Um, I don't know. I, especially one that looks the part. I mean, because Harry Styles kind of... Does although he? he's he's not quite as light complected as Eric, but um, maybe if you dye his hair black, he'd pale out a little bit, though. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it is a cartoon, so it's kind of hard <laughs> to be like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, know, I don't you know, know too many young pop star singers either. So, and he's supposed to be who's the one dude that that is the voice of Nightwing on on Young Justice. I think he used to be a pop singer, but he's probably like in his late twenties now. I don't um, know. Not sure. Yeah. Oh, he was the voice of one of the the uh, live action Chipmunks movies. Uh, the live action Chipmunks you had Justin Long. Yeah, not him. Um, it's okay. It's not important. Yeah. I just know he was a he was one of those young pop star singers too. So I think he was the voice of Alvin Simon Theodore. <laughs> he was. The- <laughs> <laughs> I had to go through the names. <laughs> I'd go through the song, the theme song. Right, that's what I figured. Um, oh, and Prince Eric is supposed to be Danish, right? Oh. I don't um, know. I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, The Little Mermaid is a Danish story, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so we got to find an English actor? So, something like that, yeah. Some he, Somewhere European. He is a little older, but you can you can make him look younger. Um, Darren Chris, maybe? Oh. From Glee. From Glee? He can sing, and he kind of sort of... Looks like I started looking up other people's dream casting. <laughs> and like one of the first ones was um, Patrick Dempsey. And I was like, he's wow. I think uh, maybe Why? as Prince Eric's father in, yeah. in the 80s, that would have been a good choice. Yeah. When he did like Can't Buy Me Love. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been I don't know. good. Yeah. With, um, oh man, Splash was a great movie. I missed that movie. Splash? They're supposed to be making a remake of that. Oh, please don't. They're supposed to flip it, though. Yeah, it was it's supposed to be, be Channing, Channing, Channing Tatum mm-hmm. as the mermaid. Merman. And, uh, <laughs> the, what's the, the lady, the actress that was in... Uh, Kristen Wiig. No, 22 Jump Street. Um, she's on... She's on. Uh, oh, Jillian Bell. She's on uh, Workaholics. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. She's supposed to play the Tom Hanks role, but I don't know if they're still That'd going to be kind of interesting. Actually, now I'm sold on it. I don't know. <laughs> I they, would like to see that. They flipped overboard, and then that didn't end it up It did very... not do well. Yeah. No. So. Well, because a man can't be the victim. Well, no, I just think that <laughs> I think the idea of that, man or woman like the it's whole still idea bad it's, it's really like horrible. you're lying to someone just and then you have you get you get them to have sex with you it's just yeah, yeah. it's really <laughs> really not good wasn't that happening in the fantastic beast part two with uh queenie and kowalski yeah because she keeps using the forget spell or whatever or and she was like mind controlling him or something i don't remember well that was voldemort's mother that's what she did to his father yeah she that's gave him a love potion but i think in the baby. second movie they got rid of that didn't they um, they made it so that that's not an issue anymore I have no idea. It's, I don't know. It gets confusing. I, I'm all confused okay. in that Harry Potter universe. <laughs> well, Harry Styles is not going to be <laughs> Prince Eric. If anybody has better casting, send it our way. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, we might be getting a sequel to the live action Aladdin because that did so well. Oh. It, it, crossed yeah. a, it crossed the it billion crossed dollars. A billion. It, it, it's, I liked it. I enjoyed the movie a lot. I did like it. Was it. surprisingly good. I liked it. I'll give it that. So uh, are you for a, a sequel? 
Well, more, the, more Will Smith uh, uh-huh. Aladdin or more Will Smith Genie? The original had two sequels. Yeah, that's true. The and the had, series that yeah. continued the story. Return of Jafar and then King of Thieves. King of Thieves. Yeah. So are you, we're, I don't really remember them all that well, but how was Return of Jafar a good movie? It was actually pretty good. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. Okay. Um, it did a pretty good job. And of King of Thieves went straight to video, it, if I remember. Were. Did they? I think both they the sequels both did. Video. Yeah. I remember I liked King of Thieves more because I liked... Robin Williams coming back? Um, well, that, but um, no, I just like the plot of it. I like that... His father. The turtle, his, his father. You find out his father is the King of Thieves. There's the, the hand that turns things to gold. I just, I just like the plot. It was okay. just when I was a kid. And I'd have to, it's been a while since so I rewatched would, it. So would you do the return of Javar like a straight up remake of the return of jafar for a live action sequel i don't know i mean if they if it makes sense that they would adapt that but they have free reign to do whatever they yeah. want at this point at this point i wouldn't be surprised either way um return of jafar was pretty good but the only thing about that is that iago plays a really big part mm-hmm. from that point onward because he becomes one of the good guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, he doesn't really have a personality. He's just more... He's just a bird that a talks minion. and has yeah. an understanding of yeah. things better. So mm-hmm. he's not really like conversational with everyone the way he was in the cartoon. I'm sure they could find a workaround. Just, I guess. I mean... But how do you deal with Genie not having his powers in this? I mean, I know they did the same thing in the original animated right like he 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 still had powers so he had powers it was implied like it to me as a kid it was implied it wasn't as grand like he can do huge things but he could still like make something appear and like still use magic he's still a magical creature you just can't grant whatever you want for them anymore but for himself he can still fly and turn into Mm -hmm. things and you know it's it's more just for effect than as a, you know, like if Aladdin wished to become a prince again, Genie really couldn't be do that anymore. Yeah. And although it's implied in the new one that he's human, it doesn't say that he lost all of his magic capability. But he's also human with a wife and children. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he lost every single magic. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I'm yeah. just saying, but would he come back for a new adventure with Aladdin and Jasmine and, and fight off Jafar when he's got a wife and kids to take care See, of? See, I would actually find it more interesting now... If he is depowered, because now you have you know had to figure out a way to fight against uh, an evil genie, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which I don't remember. How does Jafar escape from the Cave of Wonders? Um, I want to say a peddler finds him. Like, like the lamp was just kind of stuck in the sand. Yeah, or the lamp was stuck in the sand, or or somewhere, and a peddler runs into it and. But, but he doesn't remember. grant the wishes of the peddler, or does he convince the peddler? He convinces I think he them. convinces the peddler to do. I oh. think it's a peddler or a merchant or whatever Something it is. Like that, yeah. yeah, he convinces him to to help him or to basically make wishes that help Jafar. Oh. Yeah, I okay. think I think that's how it is. Uh, okay, well, speaking of crossing a billion dollars, um, <laughs> did we say that? We did. Yeah, we said Aladdin oh. did. Aladdin, um, yeah. Lion King, who also crossed a billion dollars, but way faster than Aladdin did. Uh, it is the highest grossing non-Marvel, non-Star Wars Disney movie to date. Make sense? Yes. But non-non-remake. But, but not non-remake. But not non-remake. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, there has been a lot of controversy about Lion King, whether or not people like it or didn't like it. I enjoyed it. I just... Apparently I don't think people liked it. <laughs> people, I mean, everybody went and saw it. Doesn't mean people liked it. Mm. Um... 
it, it was definitely going to be an event either way. So yeah, it's good that I, I just I think it's I think it's interesting. I think it's a lot of people were uh, just too caught up in the whole one. It's not really live action, and two, like there's no expression in the faces. And I'm like, I I, I was okay with that. We, I was fine. Favro was going for a look. He wanted it. To, I mean, I think if you you had the animated faces that mm-hmm. people wanted, yeah, it's gonna look too much like cats. Yeah. My, yeah, my problem with it wasn't, I liked how it looked. I liked some of the changes I made. I didn't like Beyonce. I think, And and it was more like, because if you're not going to do the expressive faces, you need to have a strong voice actor to get the emotions. And I didn't think she was emotional enough. Yeah, I I definitely think that they... I think that's where people are like, it wasn't expressive enough. I was like, no, because you're not getting. <laughs> it's like well, you need really strong. Yeah, Donald actors. Glover and and Beyonce just were underutilized. There's no point. Like you could have had anybody in the, doing yeah. those those roles. Yeah, like really, if they got really good voice actors, I think people would have liked it a it lot been a more. Lot better. So uh, then, uh, last story is that Toy Story Four crossed a billion dollars as well making it the fifth movie under the disney umbrella to cross a billion dollars this year yeah that's insane that's still have four months to go so do they have any more movies this year i mean they have star wars so that's probably good i don't know if it will cross a billion before the end of the year but that's coming out in christmas yeah or in summer no christmas christmas i feel like we haven't seen any trailers in quite a while they usually don't I mean, yeah. that's the power of Star Wars alone. You don't really need to throw out trailers. D23 is next week. That's yeah. true. D23 is next so. week. They're probably waiting for D23. Are there Actually, more, I'm pretty sure they are. Any more Marvel movies? Set Not this year. Out? Not till uh, February is Black Widow. Yeah, I can't that remember if any animations. Maleficent. Maleficent, that's I think true. that one comes that out comes, this year. That's right? got to come out this year. Um, uh, I don't know about anything. I don't else, think though. that one will cross a yeah, no. billion. Though I'd be really surprised if it does. I, I like ne- it, but I never really even surprised. saw the the other Maleficent one. Well, you should see it. It's actually yeah, a it's, pretty because it's a really good retelling. Like it's well, like I always like it's like it's how can you you can't really do a Sleeping Beauty live action because nothing happens with Sleeping like she's asleep. Like well, it's all it's, about that's why it's Maleficent, right? So, but I like how sense. they explained Maleficent. Like yeah. that's what I liked about it. Yeah, kind so. of thing. So, it's yeah. an empowerment tale. It really is. <laughs> okay, so that's it. That's all we have for stories uh, this week. Disney's making all the money, surprisingly. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I forgot. Frozen Two comes out in November. Oh, that's definitely going to cross the billion. <laughs> I was that, like, I knew there was something. I was like, no, they have to have an animated one. They always do around Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that makes complete sense. Uh, let's go ahead and get into. Chapter 8 of Season 3 of Stranger Things, The Battle of Starcourt. All right. It, there's going to be spoilers if people haven't watched it by this point. I think we're the last three. Yeah, probably. But, uh, Hopper dies. <laughs> Quote, unquote. I think he's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He didn't die on screen. Sorry, he's alive. Yeah, if you don't see the body, he's not He's not dead. Yeah, yeah I thought it was suspicious that they show the flash and they show them vaporizing those other lab guys that go in with the hazmat suits. Mm-hmm. But they don't do that for Hopper. He's mm-hmm. just a blinding flash, and he disappears. Yep. And you clearly saw Alexi died. You clearly saw Billy die. You like yeah. other people that die in the series. You clearly see they die. Not Hopper. <laughs> you think that Eleven dies at the end of season one, but clearly she, she didn't. Did not. So. Yeah. I did not think she died at the end of season one. I was kind of hoping. I was like, that's a good way to end it. You know, super powered girl comes in, wrecks these people's lives for a week, 
and then they just have a story to tell for the rest of their lives. But no, she's still around. Well, I mean, is, she if if they had ended this 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 series at the end of season one like they were supposed to, that would have been the end. That would have been. She would have been dead. Like that. That's how it ended. But like he's putting out money. the egos mm-hmm. in hopes, but you don't see that the egos are gone. Yeah. So yeah, it's like an emotional connection that he had. Oh um, man, do we get the emotional connection? Not? This, you know, what's the most unbelievable? I'm gonna tell you this right now. You know what the most unbelievable thing about this whole series is not about a girl that can move stuff with her mind. It's not about what? this demon coming from another realm. What? It's that in one day. What? Uh, uh, what? What's what's uh, Byers' name? The mom. Oh, Joyce. Karen. Joyce. Joyce Byers is able to get. Oh. Uh, her whole house packed up and in a U-Haul in one day with the help of mostly kids. That's bullshit. <laughs> you were not moving your whole house in one day. That is the most unbelievable thing in this what whole that series. Was, that was like, what? didn't they say something like three months later? Yeah, it, it was, said three months later. It was months but later. I'm sure she had already pre-packed some stuff and they just I, had to take That's not what, that's not what uh, uh, Nancy says to, no, I'm sorry, Jonathan says to Nancy, oh, he says, it, in just one day, I'm able to pack up my whole life. Like, that is pretty. This whole house was my life. And the, we They're going to have some, some stuff is going to break. That could have just <laughs> been like metaphorical. Baloney. <laughs> baloney. Straight up baloney. <laughs> of all the untrue stuff that could happen. That's the one that That's broke the worst. me. <laughs> okay. Seriously, though. Yes. Hopper, I believe, I believe he jumps into the upside down before the, everything explodes, before the thing shuts off. Into the gash in the wall. Into the gash in the wall. So what are your guys' theories? You're probably right. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, either that or like some of the Russians grabbed him and left real quick. But I don't know if there was enough time. I think for there that. was enough time. Well, yeah. There yeah, was. I did note that there were more did, people that entered the room than there were people that they showed dissolved. This is true. How is it that he knows that's what's going to happen though? Like everybody seems to know that once it gets stopped, like there's going to be a giant explosion. Well, they said they were going to explode it. That's oh, what they said. They? I was that's, like, we can't just cut it. We have to destroy it. That's oh. what the two keys were for. Yeah. And that's it was a what self-destruct. it, it self-destructs. Oh, okay. That's why she had to do the I guess I meant. And mom you, brain that. No. Boom. That's not yeah, how that no, works. Mom, mom brain. A, mom brain. <laughs> that was a Superman 3 uh, Richard Pryor <laughs> your, your Your belt is not going to work that way. But it did. Because <laughs> she's Joyce. Joyce and her magnets. God damn it. She knows I'm surprised f- she didn't use magnets to, to finish it off at the end. Well, they wouldn't work in there because of the magnetron. Fair enough. Yeah, that's true. Um, so then that brings us to the after credit scene. Just to jump to there, who's the American? Who's the American the Russians are holding? Dr. Brenner. Ooh. Okay. I still maintain that he had to defect out of the USA in order to escape prosecution of some sort. Um, and we know he's still alive because of mm. season two, episode eight, the sister or whatever it was called, mm-hmm. um, where they caught that one guy that's a character actor that does the crazy eyes. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, yeah, uh, Dr. Brenner, he's still alive. Go after him, not me. And then that's the last we hear of that. Mm-hmm. And it just completely puts it away, doesn't tell anybody. Um, but if he is still alive then it would stand to reason that this is why the Russians even know about this kind of situation that the portal has been opened once before. And well, they opened it their side. They tried to open it on their side, but they were failing. And then when Alexei is giving them that explanation, he was like, well, the machine is only one part of the equation. The location is also the second part. Mm-hmm. And we needed to go somewhere where this has been done before. How would they know that if they didn't have inside information from someone like Dr. Brenner, who was, you know, headlining then, that project? And then for giving them all that information, they throw them into prison? I mean, would you 
trust that guy? Sure, give him a lab. Start working on shit. (laughs) I mean, maybe he tried to get away or sabotage their work or something. Who knows? Like, at this point, we don't know. I'm sure that that, it could be one of those mystery box type situations Mm -hmm. where they don't have an answer yet. We'll see who who signs on the contract to come back for the next season. I'll tell you who it's not. It's not Barb. It is Barb. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, you're going to find out that it was Barb. They opened up their side for a split second. She came through. Barb is dead, She's not though. Dead. You saw her dead you body. You see her dead body. You saw had... a dead body. That but it like was Barb. her. Curly hair, her same glasses. Dress. It's the upside down. Same everything. It's weird. It, Dude. Trust me. Dude. You're going to find out. I don't understand there's these way, team Barb people. And that's the thing. <laughs> there is way too much justice for Barb out there for it not to be Barb. No, they got justice for Barb in season two. That's yeah. why they really? shut down Hawkins. Yeah. yeah. That's the justice nah. for Barb. That's that that got justice for her family. Like Barb they got dead. some money. She's not dead. She dead. Trust me. She dead. Okay, but <laughs> w- the idea is that they they are constantly feeding uh, people to this demigorgon. That's what it looked like. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Did that demigorgon look different though? Like yes. than the one that we've seen? Yeah, he looked. It's like pale and it's skinny, yeah. right? He looked younger. So you think it's like younger. a, a it's baby? It's a baby. He's a teenager. <laughs> teenager demigorgon. He's a teenage group. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. So, okay. Th- that's the ending of the episode. We or Just go right to the end. We ending. went straight to the end. Let's, let's go back to the beginning of the episode. We have mm. uh, uh, 11... Even though she's in great pain, and then Jonathan goes to grab a knife, heats it up to cut it out of her, she still has to pull the thing out herself. Yeah. Like, that is ridiculous. Whack. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I honestly thought that Billy and the Mind Flare were the same. I didn't understand. I guess I didn't figure out that they were two separate things. No, they were... It was always well. It was always implied that Billy was fighting the mind flare, which to me meant that they were two separate things. Mm. And then Will kind of explains that the mind flare just influences you to do what it wants, mm-hmm. but you still have some free action. Yeah, but it's not like I. I just uh, Will, the youngest, yeah, buyer, Will, Will Byers, yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he had a different type of version of the mind flare in him whereas everybody else who turned into the meat monster was obviously something different so that's what i assumed that billy was he was like part of the meat monster no i think because he was the first one i think it was implied he was different but he wasn't the first one because like those people walk up to him in the street and then take take a hold of him Billy? Yeah, when after he runs out of the the factory. Oh, but that was happening. That looked like it. That was, was happening more, in the upside down, though. Oh, yeah, that was like more subconscious or something. Like, oh, yeah. I guess I missed that. Then. Internal, yeah. I thought that was. I thought that was them already there. Yeah. No, I think so. Then was, there's versions of people in the in the upside down. I have no idea. That's or, actually a good point. Like I said, in yeah. um, which then would explain Barb, <laughs> the oh dead God. Barb body. Just saying. Then now she's evil. <laughs> Barb is the true enemy of the fourth season. There's true justice. <laughs> she comes back and wrecks havoc. All right, sorry. Uh, yeah, so after Eleven uh, pulls the thing out of her leg, mm-hmm. she's lost her powers. Surprise. They seem greatly diminished, yeah. I mean, yeah. we go to the point where three years, three months later, she, does, she doesn't have powers anymore. She's trying to use mm-hmm. them. Uh, did she expel too much blood? What What is it that... Is that that she, what is the connection I to think, her powers? Do you think that's now missing? To me too, because her powers is all like in her brain. Mm-hmm. Um, she basically 
traumatized herself with her own powers oh. is what I'm going with. So it's more of a mental block as opposed to a physical block. So like Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2, like when he loses his spider powers, he, it, they're actually still there. That's why he's able to survive falling and hitting a car, but he just doesn't know how to use them anymore. He can't I, access them. I thought it was yeah. a weird metaphor for like impotence for some reason. <laughs> he just yeah. can't perform. Of course he Oh, can. for Spider-Man. Yeah. I was oh, say, Spider-Man. I, I don't think Eleven <laughs> has to worry about that so much. She's a young girl. Fair enough. <laughs> it's always that with you. Yes, it's true. <laughs> but but yeah, I think it's more that she may have traumatized herself. And then she Ashley Hart, she kind of mentions to Hopla, like, I just need to recharge. But I don't think she's realized that... The mental stress that the she's put on herself. The mental stress that she's put on herself is actually, I would say, almost like PTSD mm. or something. And that could be actually what's blocking her. It's the first time she's ever felt really true fear, I think, this season, too. So... So I mean, it could be where her block is coming. I, from. I I I did like the fact that we don't have the Deus Machina Eleven come in just to save the day like we did in the last two seasons. I mean, yeah. she's literally not able to stop the big bad herself. Like mm-hmm. everybody else has to do it. How, how did you feel about your uh, your your fireball there at the end? Hey, cool reference to the gate as well. You know, they're throwing fireworks at it from a balcony but type situation. I, f- I, you know what? I played this level before. It's in the Ocarina of Time, like Legend <laughs> Zelda. Like it literally looks like because you're, it's in the middle of the food court, and mm-hmm. you know you're, you're just lobbing, lobbing the bombs at it, and uh-huh. it's, it's trying to like get around, and then it just bumps into things and falls down and stuff. Like it's, it seemed like a video game at that point, but. I feel like no one was doing like critical damage to it, just like stunning it over yeah, and yeah, over. They weren't no, hurting it at all. They weren't. Like, no. why not just try and aim for down its throat? Like, would that have hurt it more? Like, I don't think so. I, I think the way it was designed or the way it I worked, think it, yeah, it was just basically a big mass, and just trying to beat it with brute force wasn't going to do anything. I mean, L ripped its head in half, and mm. it yeah. got back together. So I mean, that took time, though. Like, it, yeah, but it's still <laughs> not dead. I mean, but that's what happened in the gate. He shoots the the rocket into the thing's chest, and it it blows it in half, and that kills it. It's. I think it just pushes it back down into the hell world or something. That's true. But it just doesn't. Um, I yeah, it doesn't make sense that it seems to be so unstoppable and powerful, but yet it's also attacking them with brute force. I feel like it, what it should have done is it should have broken itself up into smaller uh, meat monsters to overwhelm them. I think that would have been too much for the kids. Like story wise, there's no there's no way yeah. the kids would have been able to fight off individual mm-hmm. versions of that thing. Yeah, like, we don't want to... all the kids to die. What? As much as Mitch wanted more deaths, <laughs> I did want more deaths. <laughs> we don't want all the kids. Well, to they die. did say that wasn't there like a total of like thirty people uh, that were like supposedly died. Oh, I think it was more than thirty. More than 30. I think they said more than thirty, but mm-hmm. 30 it, it was quite a bit. And apparently, all these people were in the closed down mall at the same time. When and it burned down, yeah. And yeah, Hopper was the it. savior, like trying to go in and save people. And Billy was the the big picture. It was one of the people in the picture. Like, like he ends up dying in there too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Gas uh, main explosion in the mall. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What were all these yes. people doing here? Oh, but also, we're the mayor has been arrested for corruption corruption yeah. not not treason for colluding with russians at this time well you gotta keep that under wraps uh, you yeah you can't just heat. openly say russians just were hiding in a hole in america <laughs> so yeah i'm sure he actually was arrested for treason and <laughs> my prediction that i hinted at a while ago came true we did get to see uh paul reiser's character come back we did at mm-hmm. the very end at the very end a little too late yeah 
<laughs> and I wonder, it's like, well, they really cut out a big chunk of story there because, like, they don't like, say anything about you know what they found, what they were doing. Um, it's just they show up essentially as like, a, okay, they're here now, so everything's good. But I kind of wanted to see the conversations he was having afterwards with people and like, like what's going on here? What is all this? Then maybe some investigation as to what they found. All these show is him arriving. They all go down and all the Russians are now mysteriously gone. I mean, it, I, I feel yeah, like a lot of I them think died. They, cleared, the <laughs> they also cleared house too. That's you can kind of tell it's implied the way things are knocked over that they cleared house. Mm-hmm. They, they saw the Americans going in trying to blow up the thing and cleared. Yeah, they all just pretty quickly it. though. <laughs> but yeah. there's only one way in and out, which they made several points to mention. Is that yeah. elevator? But you never see all the Russians getting out of there. True. I mean that, and you only knew about one way out. Yeah, I think we did talk about we, before we about that there should, there, has, be an, there should be another exit because you don't build down into ground without two exits. Mm-hmm. For that very reason. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you can go through the gate. <laughs> um, Maybe they did. Maybe the part of the experiment was to create a bridge between Russia and the U.S. to mm-hmm. bring an invading army. I, can, so I mean, like, that's essentially, I mean, it's kind of what the whole exp- the original experiment was, is is remote viewing from one place to another. Well, the next step would be travel. Remote travel. Uh, yeah. Teleportation. Teleportation, event horizon. There you go. You know, kind of thing. Cloverfield paradoxing it. There you go. Um, yeah. So L uses the last of her powers to. I mean, I guess she doesn't really use her power. She's just remembering. She's she's getting Billy to remember who he is. Yeah. As he's choking her out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, so he is able to fight off the mind flare, and he has this heroic redemption moment of of distracting the mind flare up so everybody else can leave mm-hmm. i guess yeah that got spoiled for me because Did people you? were like this person had a redemption arc and died and i was like the only one who needs to redeem himself uh, is billy and the first episode you see billy you're so, like oh he's gonna die trying to save people <laughs> <laughs> uh i guess it was hop i guess it was hop and billy guys i saw the meme where you know it's the robin holding up a uh, uh the board the board that usually says you suck uh-huh. you, you suck rule. yeah you suck you rule but in yeah. the board it said it's not Susie's fault that hopper and billy die and i was like oh no don't look at it but i mean i guess i, I don't i wouldn't say that it's Susie's fault i mean it I, i'm guessing the argument is that she made dustin sing so it took up too much time thus yeah that was pretty that that scene i, I loved it and hated it at the same time i loved it I, <laughs> it was so stupid I, but i loved it because it's just so true for the situation i was like yeah no i'd be pretty pissed as a girl if like i get my first call from my boy that i had after like what a month or whatever yeah, at camp and he just wants a number, <laughs> like a mathematical number. I'd be a little mad. Uh, I mean, at least they... all she did was make him sing to her, dude. Like I would have like cut him off, and, like whatever. <laughs> she noticed that she had Dustin's hat. The, yeah, the red, the red, white, and blue hat yeah. on oh, yeah. her dresser. So he, but I mean, he got himself a new hat. He got a camp Wampashaw. Uh, nowhere. nowhere, nowhere. That's right. I don't know where Wampashaw came from. That sounds like a camp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a camp in something. Um, but yeah. So, I don't agree with giving Billy the redemption arc. I, he's from the moment he's introduced, he's a bastard. Like he's, I mean, yes, 
But you, he wasn't always that. And the one time that he wasn't that was when his mom was with him on the beach. Who then goes and leaves him. Yeah, which is why he's a bastard. But, yeah, but Elle reminded him that I, he actually is good. And it's just that everything that's happened to that's him the, that's made him bad. And it was beautiful and shut up. <laughs> you don't know that he was actually good as a child. He just was happy. There's a difference. He could have still been a jackass. But he was happy. He was happy when he's picking on his little sister too and saying you can't you can't date the black kid. Like Yeah, but that was after his mom left him. I I'm just saying I and don't think after he deserves living for that. a long time with an abusive father. I understand that. Yeah. I, I understand there's reasons why he's a, he's a jerk. I'm just saying I don't think that he des- he deserved a redemption arc. I think everybody can deserve and redemption. It's, it, but <laughs> it's also like so last minute. Like I I like it better when redemption arcs come over time. Okay. I like guess I, I could like someone has to has to but, redeem themselves by by living yeah. that life. I mean, to me, honestly, Billy had to die no matter what. Yes, though. I, so, but I, I wanted him to be the the big like big battle, like him dying because the good guys kill him, not because he sacrifices himself. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to see the kids kill anybody. Yeah, that's fair. I could see. I mean, kill Nancy monsters. Killing someone, though. Yeah. But With I don't sharpshooting monsters and stuff. That's fine. But killing an actual like not that he was fully human. But, but. See, and that's what I would say. I would say that at the, at that point you would you can just do the he's not human anymore. He's he's more mind flare than he is human. Yeah, but for a young person's brain or a child's brain, I don't think. Fair. No, I might be taking it way too seriously, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I think that'd be pretty pretty warped to watch. And I think it would be kind of sort of, although it is like a horror show, it mm-hmm. might have pulled a bit too extreme if they did something like that, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a, it's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about the redemption arc there, John? I thought, Warranted or unwarranted? Mm, it needed more fleshing out. Um, I don't mind a redemption arc that happens instantaneously where mm. it's uh, you know a moment of clarity, essentially. I mean, Darth Vader had one moment of redemption that happened in an instant when he decided, hey, I'm not going to let this guy kill my son. Yep. It wasn't over, you know, several movies. Um, so it it's fine, but... It is if you think of the prequels. It's... <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just a steady decline of, like, morality there for him. Fair. And I then killed it, the children. If any... I, I mean, yeah, he killed women and children... We're not getting into Star okay, Wars. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you opened this can of worms. Now you're going to have to fault. sit through it. I didn't say Vader. You did. <laughs> um, I thought it was fine. I, they could have done more with it. Um, I thought if anything, it just was, he, he almost felt like he threw his life away needlessly in a way, uh, right towards the end there. Uh-huh. But I mean, he wouldn't have been my first choice of somebody to kill it would have been better, I think, if one of the good guys, like Jonathan, died. Or yeah, but you guys hate Jonathan, so of course. I don't hate the Jonathan. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate him either. I just think like I'm a bigger he... fan of Jonathan than I am of Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Steve has the funny lines, but Jonathan. Because you like Mister Steel Your Girl. Who? Mister. Oh, Mister Steel Your Girl. Mister Steel Your Girl. Yes, that's that's me. Whereas uh. Was it Steve is Mr. Steal Your Kids? Yeah, that's yeah. true. And um, Billy is Steal Your Wife. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Robin just steals your heart. No. Well, she got him a job. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> she hooked him up. She's a bro. 
She's a pro. Deep down inside. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, did you? Did they really? So to get the the ignition wire yeah. cable yeah. from that other car, like one, I don't know if that actually works. Like, can you take one from the other and it will it will be put together fine? Two. <laughs> Couldn't they have just got a connector? Yeah, they they, just got to it without having to push the car over. Uh, no, I don't think they could have opened the trunk because it was on the top part of the engine, so they needed to open it. And yeah, in the eighties, it was a lot easier to take from one make and model and use it. (laughs) Like generally, it was the same make Uh or same yeah Yeah. same make. Then yeah, you could. They were both Fords. It would have been easier. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it was in the 80s. Nowadays, no, not that would not fly nowadays. But I can tell from experience, but um, yeah, yeah, it was believable enough to me to be like, oh yeah, just take that one part that you need. Does anybody feel sorry for Erica now that she's not going to get her free ice cream for life, or does it carry over to the video place that she get free video rentals for life? <laughs> I think that'd be better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's going to be coming into her nerdiness now because she gets she gets she, bequeathed the D and D. I know, yes. and she's okay with she it. She was happy with it. Yeah. She's like, yeah. Oh, that was one thing I noticed at the very end. The news story said it was probably Satanism that yeah. caused it all, and I was like, didn't D and D used to be called? Yes. Yep. that was a big thing. I was in like, the hey. 80s. I, I remember love- watching a uh, Unsolved Mysteries where like the lady just disappeared one night and they said well she came from a from playing a D Dungeons and Dragon games with her friends so mm-hmm. many think that they just sacrificed her in a satanic ritual and I was like really this is what unsolved mysteries is going with like kind of thing huh? yeah that was a thing one of my favorite things ever is those chick tracks that they used to release in the 80s and 90s I don't know those, like those little bible pamphlets that you would find mm. sometimes tucked at a phone booth or oh, yeah. in random places people leave them there so others can find them and be saved mm-hmm. there's a specific one and you can see it online I'll have to locate the link for it where it's literally like how Dungeons and Dragons leads to Satanism and it's Almost word for word, like what this headline was talking about in the show. It's like, <laughs> is this kind of thing, you know, straying people away from God and church? Basically, anything that takes you away from the Bible is bad. Mm-hmm. Right. And this specifically because it deals with magic and demons and, you know, occult type stuff and spells and rituals. People think, oh, well, you know, these people must be trying to summon the devil. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Like you do. Like uh, that happens, yes. <laughs> um, I think in our situation, we're just trying not to get killed by spider monsters. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah that was a real like panic that happened in the 80s i remember Mm -hmm. um just people afraid that you know others are worshiping the devil and just recently uh there was a really awesome meme of uh was it fred from scooby-doo unearthing uh unmasking the the villain yes and it says, oh, you know, the video, video games, games are the villain or whatever. This seems very <laughs> pulls, familiar. Yeah. Pulls the mask off and it says D&D causes Satanism or whatever. <laughs> D&D is the villain. Yeah. It's always just blaming something else that's just yep. fun or entertainment because people just don't want to accept responsibility for their actions. Um, bad parenting. <laughs> well, kind of changing the subject. But uh, speaking of good parenting, Joyce takes in 11 as so to speak. I mean, as it's seen like. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, I mean obviously. that was going to be a given, but yeah. Really? I I'd... really think Joyce, no, Joyce would take care of Eleven. Hmm. I mean, obviously we, at the beginning of the season or earlier in the season, we see that she was thinking about leaving. I honestly thought when they were packing up the house, I thought she was just going to be moving into town 
and because she is now part of the police force. But nope, they're leaving to go to someplace else. I don't remember where she was. Was it Illinois? You thought they were going to make her like detective buyers or what? <laughs> like, not, like she was joking. No, just yeah. like an officer. Like, why not? She could work for the police department. She has enough credit at this point. I'd love to see her with that little hat like uh, that girl from Fargo has. <laughs> yeah, that would work. Um, I'm just saying, I just think that I didn't think that I thought it was going to be a misdirect. I thought it was like everybody's like, okay, they're moving because they're moving out of town. And they'd be like, oh, no, we're just moving closer into town kind of thing. Oh. But that's not what happened. No, I took it as a goodbye. It was the music in the background. It's like, <laughs> nope, they're going, they're going far away. Why is it that Nancy and Jonathan have to have such a heart? I mean, she's old enough. Isn't she? I know. I was like, just go with them. Like, yeah. like go to the college near there. Move <laughs> or Jonathan there. could move to wherever she's going to college. I like, know, like you're adults. Do what you want. Exactly. Why? That's I didn't, I didn't quite get that. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe they just, I feel that Jonathan's still kind of a mama's boy. Oh, well, I well mean, after I, everything they've been through, I don't think I could leave I feel my like brother I, either. I'd want to protect yeah. everybody too, yeah. yeah. It, it did make some thematic sense though that Eleven and Will are going to end up being basically like brother and sister. Brother and sister cause I mean, they went through yeah, a they, thing that's mm-hmm. very They both very have similar, that yeah. unromantic connection of being tied to the upside down. Yeah. And with Will possibly not liking girls, I don't know if that's still like debated or not. Mm. There's like no chance of them really hooking up, so it, it makes the safest bet. If you have a move in with like the Wheelers, that's just a recipe for disaster. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, she can't watch <laughs> her two kids. How she can? Watch? Yeah. <laughs> or and three. You know, I guess you know she has three. <laughs> Ted's not going to care about the three-inch rule for the doors. She's gonna be like, Whatever. Um. Do we see Susie next season? Do we see more of her next season? Maybe. I don't think I don't so. Know. She doesn't seem that integral to the plot other than she just knew Plank's constant. And she was real. And she <laughs> she was, real. was real. And she did not look like Phoebe Cates. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, uh, how would we integrate? How would they integrate her into? I mean, she's not going to move from Colorado. Utah. Utah. Same. But difference. she's smart, though. She, uh, no, so he could constantly be talking to her on the radio. I could, I get that. Yeah, but. she could be a source of information or help him out. But, but I don't think she'd be involved directly. <laughs> I just, just wouldn't seem like there's any point for that. Um, what does Mike do? I mean, obviously Lucas and Max are still are still on again, off again couple. Yeah. Uh, that their group is just the three of them now because Will's gone. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess Dustin's still there, but he's usually hanging out with Steve. Yeah. So well, I guess Mike's going to change his last name to Third Wheel. Ah, uh, Mikey Third Wheel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's a possibility. What, what happens to their group? I mean, I mean, are they still going to be playing D and D? He makes the comment to 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 Will about we'll still play whenever we can hang out or something. Well. They mentioned that uh, they're going to be expecting to come back for Christmas. So, does season four take place at Christmas? I think so. Mm. They, they, that seems to be really heavily alluded to. Um, Christmas of eighty-five. Christmas of eighty-five, or it could be eighty-six. Right. Who yeah. knows? I, I remember hearing that they were expecting to have another time jump. That would make sense. The kids yeah. are getting older. Yeah, the actors are getting older. But. Um, I'm just, I'm wondering where they're going to go from here. I mean, the Russians are still doing some kind of experimentation. Mm-hmm. They have a pet demo, a Demogorgon. Um, who knows what they found in the lab. Maybe this could reinvigorate these experiments that the Hawkins lab was doing originally with the tech that they find down there. This this is what it is. It's it's it, Whatever town they're moving to, 
the the buyers, Joyce or Jonathan is going to get a job with uh, Paul Reiser at New Hawkins Labs or whatever it is, whatever laboratory it is, and they'll, uh, you know, he'll be on the front lines of having to fight the Russians with their Demogorgon. Mm. <laughs> it's the new Cold War, or it's the new uh, space race, or arms race, or whatever you want to call it. Whatever. They'll train the Demogorgon to box, and they'll have to send an American to fight it. It's going to be Sylvester Stallone? Yes. <laughs> Actually, I heard a rumor, and I don't know if remember for what it was, that Sylvester Stallone was being offered to come into something that was sci-fi related, and he said no. And now that it, we joke about it, I wonder if that was for Stranger Things. It was for something kind of offbeat. I, was I like, mean, huh? it would what make sense. It? It's all eighty stuff. So yeah. Uh, it, what other what other parts are interesting to talk about at this point for you guys? Well, I think Eleven lost her powers. You think she lost them all together? Yeah. Okay. I think whatever she did, she just burned them out. And possibly like a light bulb. Yes. Yeah. And there's just. Um, I think we're gonna possibly run into a plot line where they find a way to get those powers back which mm-hmm. would be a good way to integrate the Hulk, the whole hawkins experiment all over again yeah because they're, they're going to figure out like oh we need l to have her powers back in order to help us with this next threat and she's like but she doesn't have any well we need to boost them up and they're going to give her like i don't know the the compound v from the boys they <laughs> need to juice her up in order well to get her it, back. it was what it was it was the pr- the protest to have Netflix, Netflix canceled the boys and Amazon said, it's okay, we're going to go ahead and cancel Stranger Things. Yes. <laughs> Is that what it was? They were trying to cancel the boys? <laughs> no. no. Some protesters came on and, and said they want, they were, they, they were going to boycott Netflix until Netflix uh, got rid of the boys because it was so crude. And then Again. everybody was like, oh, that was what it was. Okay. Yeah, everybody I was like, that, that doesn't make sense. The boys is on Amazon. So Amazon's like, it's okay. We got you. We're going to cancel Stranger Things. <laughs> that's, that's excellent. And that so. happened like three months before with Good Omens, too. Yeah. Oh, maybe Netflix. that's what it was. It was Good yeah. Omens, was good not, omens? Not the boys. I was like, My did bad. it happen again? I'd believe it happening for the boys, too, though. The yeah. This is pretty crude. But well, very. Yeah. Um, when I was working at Netflix, um, yeah, we'd have some really, really dumb people call in saying, "Why is this on my TV?" Blah blah blah. Like, I don't want to see this. And, and I was don't like, "Click it." <laughs> those are based on your viewing habits. So <laughs> whatever you're watching, yeah, it's just the algorithm is telling you, "Is it? Well, this is wrong." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Okay, you can cancel it anytime." Yeah, <laughs> and that was actually one thing I loved. They had no customer retention whatsoever. If you wanted to quit, there was no question about it. No trying to convince you. I was like, "Okay, you're done." Let's cancel that and then some of them would be like wait you're not gonna offer me like free months or something no no no. do you understand how many customers we have yeah (laughs) i was like that was one of the great things about that whole experience and sometimes you could just tell somebody to jog off and you know kick rocks kick rocks basically being a jerk um all right but going back to stranger things Mm -hmm. anything else that you guys want to talk about bring up i feel like this was the epitome of all Stranger Things episodes. It had the perfect amount of everything I love mm-hmm. about Stranger Things. The perfect like visual, visual effects, like with the fireworks. Although it was kind of crazy that the kids were throwing fireworks at that giant thing. It looked so amazing. Especially when like you had Billy and Eleven like fighting and mm-hmm. and that in the background. The slow motion was so well done. The fight, they had the good fight between Hopper and the Russian. 
And which, which also brings me to another part. Yeah. It's like how 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 did all three of them fit into the the, the uniforms that those guys were wearing? Like, I mean, just the magic of movies <laughs> magic or shows, movies, right, right there. I and, mean, the one on Joyce was really too big yeah. for her, but other than that, mm-hmm. like Hopper and oh, yeah. Barry, the nope. humor. It was so funny and also so devastating. I was like up and then I was crying like and that I just think it was it's probably my favorite episode of all of the Stranger Things episodes. Did you have a last thought? I was just going to say the whole season in general just felt really tight. And, you know, even though there was like opportunities where you think, oh, they could have done this or that. It was really well executed. Uh, It didn't have that one misstep of the weird episode from last season with the side story. This one just felt like they Mm -hmm. knew what they wanted. They kind of learned from what people didn't want and they just laid it all out. And like I would I would be really happy if they could top this somehow. I just don't see how. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one thing that I, I have to say is I, I learned from this episode was that there are words to the never ending story theme song, which I didn't know past never ending story. <laughs> uh, hopefully at this point right here, there's actually words for the original Star Trek theme. Too. Every, I've heard about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 The mash theme too has words too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully at this part right here, uh, we will have a, section where we're going to cut to Steven, who recorded something to say to everybody. <laughs> Hello, this is Steven. I'm very far away, but still trying to give my impressions of this season of Stranger Things for everybody. What a crazy season. Honestly, I mean, I, if, if anyone had asked me what was going to happen from season one to now or anything, I wouldn't have guessed any of this stuff. I mean, maybe Giant Me Monster in some way, shape, or form, but not everything else. I mean, Things with Russians, but that, that, that's, that is classic 80s. I don't know. I just, I, I really enjoy the season. I didn't know where they were going to go after what had happened before to come to now. I, I mean, I honestly, after season two, the thing that I would have guessed was going to happen most would have been something with the other girl who had the powers kind of cultivated in her. Um, I don't know if that was because everyone thought that was super not great that they didn't end up doing that, but that's where I would have guessed that stuff would have gone from there. After this season, I mean, everyone else has already said all of the things that they feel or want about the show, how they felt stuff went. I just, I, I don't know what you do after like half the town of Hawkins seemingly just got turned into like pulp to become the meat monster's body. I mean, I don't know how they cover that one up because I mean, we, we see the people, the kids at the end, they've all like moved. It's sad. Hopper's gone and everything. But then like, they're just moving out. It's not like, wait, you guys need to stay here. It's after this travesty, like we really need to figure out what's, what's going on here. It's going to take at least six months to figure out. Because I feel like they show them and it's right afterwards. So is it just the 80s and due process isn't a thing? I, I, I don't know. Um, but but I just, at the end of this, after everyone had first watched the season and everyone was like deciding whether they liked it, disliked it, or what they felt on the internet, you'd see the comments about it. Everyone was... Like everyone has all these like different ideas. Is Hopper the guy at the end, the American person that they mentioned, the Russians mentioned? And I mean, I I just I feel like it's okay for Hopper to have died. So I'm I'm I, I'm more torn up honestly about Nikolai, who is finally getting his life in order and everything. He's just a scientist. He's finally happy. He didn't have to make sciencey shit for crazy people anymore. 
than I am for Hopper. Like Hopper, he at the end of the day, like I think they did a good job for me personally of making him enough of an asshole that it's like, well, you know what? No, dude, you're good. You're good. So I don't know. All in all, I'm really excited to see what they do next. Next next season is supposed to be a last season. And I think that's good. I think honestly they could have left it here and that would have been okay too. But the last the last episode was pretty fast though. So I don't know. If if this was going to be the last season and that was the last episode, I think I would have liked it if they had just gone and done longer bit of wrap up for that stuff. But I liked it. And I've enjoyed watching it with everybody. Hopefully next time I'll get to be there in person for the wrap ups. Alright, signing out. Always remember to geek out. Okay, that was great. <laughs> oh, Steve, Every- good opinion. Great opinions. You're still out though. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think we covered it. Just, unless there's any last thoughts that anybody really wants to get out there. Okay, uh, if you have any opinions or stories or or anecdotes or. Uh, Things you want to talk to us about, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia GEM. GEM stands for Geek Elite Media. I am at Magic Bollocks. I'm at JM Bailey Writes on Twitter. Uh, the rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Media Network on our website, geekelitemedia.com. Oh, we are going to take next week off. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we will be back with uh, Amazon Prime Videos Carnival Row starring Cara Delevingne and Orlando Bloom. Start Big watching age that. Gap between those two. Yeah. But it kind of makes sense. But she's also yeah. a fairy. She's, she's a fairy. And I was like, it makes sense, but still I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, this is the Geek's Watch saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. Ben, why should anybody listen to Blockbuster Mentality? I mean, seriously, why should any of these people that we've interrupted while they're listening to their favorite podcast check us out or even turn off this show and go straight to our show? That's a great question, Dave. People should listen to us because we point out the most important details of movies and television. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the really important stuff like Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru in Star Wars. What exactly are their living quarters underground? But it's not just that, Ben. We produce high quality audio that is exactly right Dave because we will have my daughter interrupt us on every single episode <laughs> and we have an amazing stars in popcorn rating system we measure on quality and entertainment value listen to blockbuster mentality every Monday on all major podcast platforms and connect with us on Twitter at blockbustercast. so grab some popcorn grab some snacks we'll catch you guys at the movies